You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Yo, yo, what's growing on, Scotty? Yo, what's growing on, dude? Uh, plenty, man. Plenty's growing on. You guys are checking out Dude Grow's show. If you don't know, we're going to try and teach you how to grow a little bit of your own cannabis, some quality kind, bud, some... Uh... Yo, nobody, nobody likes to be taught anything, man. They like to learn shit, man. They like to learn it. And uh, yes, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Just so uh, we can get you... Uh, yeah, it gets you into, into into doing that. It's it's a really re- rewarding and uh, unbelievably good thing. You know, soon enough everybody will be able to. I promise. I'm working on a Every- deal. Yeah, everybody's going to be growing something. Whether you're growing your own, you know, hot peppers or some specialty herbs or or your own cannabis, man. But damn, we got to grow more. We got to be more sustainable, man. We got to be pulling a little bit more of w- of what sustains us from our own gardens, man. Yes, for sure. Let me give a sneak. Sneak peek, if you will. Today's show, guys, if you don't know the the what's growing on, how we're hanging, talk a little bit about uh, my favorite part of today's show is what's going on in our grows. Got some updates on uh, Dude's Grow and, and Scotty's Grow. What's been going on uh, basically in, uh, man, just the, our lives and cannabis. Talk a little bit about how I'm not digging on the, I got some complaints about the vape pen, man. I just want to talk in general about vaping and a little bit of BHO and shatter. We got a couple questions from you listeners on uh, Shatter, Scott's got some LED talk again, man. He's getting, he's getting, he's starting to get geeky on me. <laughs> Look, I haven't talked about a bridge, uh, what is it, a, a bridge lux? Is that what it is? Damn, I don't even know the companies anymore, man. You know, <laughs> I could get real geeky on you if I wanted to, man. But uh, I, I hold that back, man. I'm just thinking about building one, is all. That's geeky. it's cool though man i'm excited to hear about it let's uh, give a shout out to some of the supporters guys we're gonna have uh, a giveaway we'll mention in a little bit from um indoor grow science they got some double-ended real red thousand watt hps bulbs they've hooked us up with so we want to get some more now that's grow light there indoor grow science is grow light or how's that work because i'm familiar with grow light i've done business with them before uh you will i mean yeah i believe there's like basically a merger i'm indoorgrowscience.net i mean if you guys listened to, i think it was two shows ago right uh, and basically they have you know the reflectors there and the lamps there but that's where i'm seeing the products and that's where i see the lamps which is the real red de man so and it's yeah now it's, that's a grow light product so okay so they're definitely partnered together yeah and it's, if you guys he chatted about it he's gonna come back on um um again here but the uh man I'm stumbling yeah uh, compatible with any any of the like he said it's compatible with any of the hoods out there you're running so if you're running phantom gavitas <clears throat> whatever and you guys know how we're rolling it if you want to be a product product tester for us 
you know, give a, a good feedback on, I'm, I've never ran one. I don't have a DE fixture. So that's why we reach out to the DGC. And we're going to start hooking you guys up with some of this equipment. So uh, we yeah. can get feedback on it. Yeah. And good, honest feedback too, man. Honest. Yeah. Good or bad. There, we don't man. care. Let us know. Right. So right, man. I guess the that DGC I mean, I've been chatting. Takes, Go ahead. Scott. I was going to say that the DGC takes pre- precedence over uh, the folks that are giving us a couple products, you know, our supporters, you know, we appreciate the hell of our, out of our supporters, but not enough to bunk the crew out if the, if the shit ain't, ain't right for them. Yeah. I'll yes. Yeah, this is kind of what I'm thinking is that dude, double endeds are absolutely the perfect fixture for some people and they're absolutely the wrong fixture for other people. You know, it really does matter your situation. So I'm sure when we even advanced nutrients, when we're talking advanced nutrients, you know, it's good for some people, man. Some people absolutely love the, you know, all those different bottles and, and uh, the ability to uh, just to have a, an absolute schedule that you can follow, man. Some people really dig that, man. And other people can't stand it. You know, there's, there's probably each one of these products we introduced to y'all is good for somebody, man. And is wrong for completely wrong for other people, man. So just kind of yeah. consider that. Oh, sure. So just, um, man, how do you want to do it? Just hit us up. Hit us up, dudegrows at Gmail, if you want, or go through dudegrows.com and tell us uh, if you yeah. got if you got a need to test one of these and run them and give us some feedback on it. We got a couple of them to give away. We did uh, find a home for the Hydrologic Hosen filter. Um, and uh, what else was going on? We got some can fan equipment that's almost in, so we're going to have some... Uh, some can fan set up some inline fan things and some other things. So we're going to keep it. Yeah. Like Scotty said, we're going to keep it coming and getting it to you guys. And that's a great way for you guys to give feedback. And if, if you want to talk like Scotty talk, like you could put up a blog, man, or you could go on. <laughs> Actually, I hung out a little bit. I did a couple Instagrams and hung out on, uh, what our, our, uh, dude grows crew on nice. Google plus. So yeah, that dude grows crew is quickly becoming the place to be, man. Uh, the Google plus group. Man, great questions. I'm seeing great growers are entering every you know every day. More more really good growers are entering. You got guys like Jay Maestro in there, uh, giving their feedback, which is is super valuable. Um, yeah, JR Tokens over there, Ray Embarcadero. I still have to think <laughs> about how to say that goddamn word. And a bunch of others, man. I'm I'm sorry that I don't remember everybody's name off the top of my head, man. Well, uh, don't forget, guys. Also, if you're Colorado growers, way to grow seven stores. Go over there any time of the year. Get a $60,000 watt Hortolux HPS to say you want the Dude Grows bulb deal. You can use the Dude Grows account over there. Get you a decent discount across the board. And they have a lighting sale now, too. I don't know all the prices off the top of my head, but you can get some kick-butt deals and 600-watt HPSs and Hortolux's blue bulbs. They're metal halide blues as well. So check them out, and we'll keep you updated uh, when we get some can fan stuff in. Hell yeah, man. Give it away, give it away now. All right, should we pick it, pack it, fire it up, come along? What do you think? Yeah, whatever <laughs> you said, I'm down, man. That's what I'm with, man. All right, let's 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 do a little uh let's break with a little what's growing on. We'll be back, guys. We got what's growing on with Scotty and what's growing on with the dude. And uh enjoy. Be right back. What's in that weed we smoking? What's in that weed we smoking? 
jumped into the roach, ain't leaving nothing Roll another, keep it coming, don't know what you got in yours I can tell you what's in mine, Cinderella 99 Hindu cushion cherry pie, what you used to grow it with that mocha guano, mocha guano. Organic in the sativa OG tallow I was burning when I smelled the smoke from someone else's blunt Said what is in that stuff you puffing on, reminds me of a skunk He was smoking Indo was smoking out and if there's brown weed in they blunt we must be in the drought cause only the highest grade we blaze got enough weed to last for days and whatever was in that back what got my mind in a purple haze what's in that weed we All right, Scotty, you got some uh, you got some apologizing to do. It looks like so. I'll let you take it here. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> I opened my mouth and said I was going to do the Google Hangout, the TLO Google Hangout last week, and completely forgot that Sunday was Father's Day and all that stuff, man. So I do apologize. I think there was a few people that were in the group wondering if we were going to have that hangout. Uh, but let's have it this Sunday, man. I have read the TLO book. Uh, I'll, I'll get with Ray Embarcadero and. Uh, and schedule something but yeah let's let's try it man i don't know if it'll be a one-shot deal or a you know a weekly thing or whatever but let's just try to do a hangout and and man i am definitely have a lot of questions uh regarding tlo i mean it's like starting from scratch it's literally like i might as well just drop everything i knew about nutrients and and just start from scratch man it's like being dropped off in a foreign country man (laughs) well yeah i can i can promise that uh yeah, you guys are going to get um, some more video Google Hangout, if not other video coming to you, because Hash Assassin, our producer, is in town hanging out. So um, he's going to be up in the yeah. studio. You guys are going to be doing the grind and trying to work some things out. First time we've uh, met our producer as well as been visiting in Colorado with plans to come out here. So we're hoping to progress with uh, with video for sure. I know, um, the, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to hang out, man. We'll try that hangout thing soon. I'm scared of it, man. It's like I'm scared of new technology. <laughs> I, hey, I was on Reddit last night. I'm going to bore everybody to death today with this, but I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually on Reddit checking something out. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I had a chuckle a couple weeks ago because you were like, somebody said something about Reddit, whatever that is. <laughs> it's awesome. But then again, man, you don't need to know about this shit. You know, you don't need to be on Reddit to grow good weed or to be a cool person. Man. All right, so well, talk talk to me about your, your LED. What what You're going to build your own? I just wanted to play around with it. I mean, LED technology is still super expensive. And the shit that I'm looking at, these, I think they're 100-watt uh, LED diodes that you drive really soft. You dial them down to about 50%, so they're running about 50 watts. Uh but yeah, I, I'm really interested. I want to see one of those with my own eyes, and I want to I want to uh, you know put it under a meter and just mess with it. Even if I just do a light that's good enough for a, a two by two tent or something, I just want to familiarize myself with the technology and not have to spend thousands of dollars on it. So me and LED Guru are playing around, uh, uh, talking about ordering some diodes and and just you know powering them up, matching some drivers with them, and, and just learning about this stuff. And my main goal is when I go to buy or when we all go to buy LEDs next year or the year after, that 
it's like buying a car where we can walk up and say, what, you know, what is it? Okay. It's a V six. Okay. It's a turbocharged V four, you know, four cylinder, whatever we, we get it, you know? And it, right now, when I look at LEDs, it's just all model numbers. I mean, shit, I'm buying a new mountain bike and it was the same thing with all model numbers, your rock shock M four, three, six. And you literally had, I had to call the dude up and ask him if it was worth this shit or not. Uh, it's the same thing with these LEDs, man. I mean, even the same diode, but a different bin number on the diode means something, man. And it does, you know, <laughs> so yeah, it really does, man. So yeah, so my goal is just to buy a couple components, put them together, let y'all know if it's a huge pain in the ass. And I'm like, oh my God, I just blew $250 cause I blew up a heat sink, you know, or this sucks. I, you know, this is for engineer types and not for stoner types. I don't know. Then again, I know tons of stoner engineers, so regardless man i'm gonna play with it and check it out man all right all right what do you i mean are you trying to just do a certain footprint are you gonna try one plant under it do you know or i think i'm gonna have to almost see if the guys from gorilla grow will hook me up with like a four by four tent or some kind of smaller tent and uh, just try to light up a tent with one i think that's gonna be the goal i'm kind of gonna follow the lead of led guru guru on this one and let him design me one hey there was another guy that uh reached out to me, man. I spent about 20 minutes looking for your email yesterday, but uh, he was saying he was an electrician and an LED guy, and, man, I'd love to talk to you. So, uh, you know, give a call or give an email out. Or give an email out. Send out an email to me, man. Word. Or just Instagram, man. That's what everybody does now. Just Inst- yeah, man, they do. <laughs> they do, don't they? just seems, I don't know, man. I guess, you know, when you have kids and stuff like that, Dude, you want to give them your own. You feel bad about having such divided attention with, you know, getting phone calls or with getting emails and important emails that you have to follow up or texts. Man, when all of a sudden I got to follow up with everybody that commented or liked something on Instagram or everybody that that um, direct messaged me on Twitter or on Facebook. Dude, it's like I don't even think I'd say the straw that breaks the camel's back, but it's like the, you know bail that breaks the camel's back man it's just so much that comes in there man it's tough word well uh yeah i mean i i like the led we always talk about it i just want to see see where it's gonna go and somebody's eventually just gonna come out with one that's so affordable and works very well that nobody will be having to build their own unless they enjoy it as a hobby so well hang on it's not somebody's gonna come out that's just like saying "Ooh, somebody's gonna come out with a pentium sometime man it's here you know what I mean? The, the, you know, I remember sitting at my old boss's office back in the day, looking at probably the early 90s, looking at a flat screen TV when they first came out. And uh, it was $16,999 for like a 50-inch or a 60-inch flat screen TV. And you're like, holy shit. Well, now that flat screen TV is 600 bucks, 700 bucks. you know, over at Walmart. You can go buy it. I could have one here within 30 minutes. Um that's kind of the way the diffusion of innovation goes, man. And right now we are in the early adopters, uh, you know, part of that curve uh, and the innovators part of that curve, which is the very beginning, man. So as it hits the mainstream, that's when you'll see the prices go down because, you know, price affects the uh, well, anyway. <laughs> so that's when you'll see. Uh, that's, I don't want to get into economics, but that's when you'll see uh, prices go down. So get ready. It's going to happen. The performance. I mean, it is happening. We've seen it with Spectrum King. I mean, Brendan's been saying that definitely more and more having trouble keeping up with orders and constantly definitely. getting good good feedback on those. I mean, I would love to hang up 
you know, still keep my, as I'll call it, thousand watt HPS workhorse. Um, and you know, with the Hortolux Digi Ballast, I'm running. But a couple of those Spectrum Kings on either side of it this time of year, especially in the summer, be fabulous, man. I'd love to have to get I'll have to get a hold of them, see if we can work something out. Yeah, I'm kind of over the whole, not over, but I don't think that we're going to be finding LEDs and HPSs together in one room. I think it's an either-or situation. You got to either believe or you don't, man. Word. I believe. I believe. I've grown, like I said, I mean, my, my one LED grow I did have was a 5x5 five five tent. I only put one ninety watt all red UFO up right. in there. Those little right. cheap ass UFOs, light. and then I, I I made a perfect square of four T foot or T fit T five uh, two foot, um, and those were in the the grow spectrum, not the bloom. Those were in the sixty I think sixty five hundred Kelvin range over four plants, and those plants were all in uh, I think like three gallons or something. But man, it and it was strawberry cough. The end product was was fabulous. I definitely would have got more oomph if I was, you know, running a big hot light. But when you're looking at personal growing and you're not a guy that's just worried about, you know, if you're growing for yourself or just a small network, it's it's a really good thing to look at, especially, yeah, summertime, man. Battling heat and AC and everything growing indoors all the time in the summer. So Yeah, but those LEDs are going to be a good thing to look at for anybody, man. You know, they are going to be an HID replacement, you know. So uh, I, don't, I don't, I'll take yeah, it. Was a, yeah, I really do believe that. It's just a matter of time, man. And it's a matter of them getting cheap enough. Spectrum King's got a really cool light. It's still, what, 1100 and something bucks compared to, you know, you, I just talked to a guy that was like, I would have loved to got Spectrum King's, man. I, tr- you know, I, I tried to figure out how to do it. But at the end of the day, I went and bought a bunch of $300, you know, or $250, uh, thousand watt HPSs. You know, it's it's what he could do. You know, that's twenty five hundred dollars instead of twenty five thousand dollars. Yep, I hear you. I think I think I did the math wrong on that. <laughs> well, let me move you on to your. I, uh, I see you're did. trying trying to, as always, <laughs> tweak around and play with the O two oxygenating uh, dealio. Yeah, what, you what know, are you I thinking? Had, I hadn't used a. I just cloned in my little secret cloning location. And so I got excited with the O2 Grow, put it right next to it, but completely forgot when you use a bubble cloner, temperature is very important. Water temperature is very important. And you guys know I've been dealing with my, my air cooling system and I've been dealing with some heat issues for summer. So my, my room's running 88 degrees. That bucket was sitting there in 88 degree water. Well, I don't care how much oxygen you have in the water, man. It's it's not going to just sprout clones at 88 degrees, 90 degrees, man. So yeah, I yeah, I, and plus I didn't have a dissolved oxygen meter, man. So I was just running that that thing 24 seven, and it's a wear item. That O2 grow, it has to be replaced after a year. The uh, the uh, probe on it. So I I didn't want to just waste it. So I'm kind of. Delayed that experiment till I'm getting going to get and I've talked to Hannah who is supposedly going to give me an a dissolved oxygen meter or Hannah Instruments is going to loan me a dissolved oxygen meter so I can do these experiments, and so I'm going to have to defer till then, man, to see what's up. But in the meantime, I'm going to play with the. I actually went over to Way to Grow and was playing with some three gallon buckets nested into a five gallon bucket, and I'm going to do a little recirculating deep water culture system there. Uh, with the O2 grow as the heart and see how that works, man. And just, just play with it, you know, put it on three hours. Actually, I'm going to put it on 15 minutes on 
30 minutes off, 15 minutes on 30 minutes off on some timers and I'll see what kind of results I get, man. Yeah. You really need that meter to be able to see what you got going on. I mean, I'd love to try it. As I said, I, I saw an application where if you're going to put that O2 grow diffuser, if I'll call it in, you know, in a central reservoir in a system and it, and it helps last versus having, cause you know, when you set up an eight pack, as I'd called of current culture or general water farms, if right. you don't have to have an air stone in every site, you don't have to have that big expensive air diaphragm pump, run a manifold for all your air stones, then um, basically, yeah, that's great. And it, it, the recirculating system and that oxygen's getting to all all the root zone without, you know, because those air stones add heat too. I mean, that's that that's not cold air bubbles coming out of the air stones in each site. So Agreed, man. Hell yeah. Get get to the nitty gritty of it, man. All right, all right. So uh, we got uh, email in changing changing the uh, the flow here, <laughs> changing the irrigation from Anthony. It says, "Hey guys, been listening to the most recent podcast. I hear you guys talking a lot about making wax without BHO, which would be butane hash oil, correct?" Um, Sounds good to me. Honey oil, hash oil, whatever you like. I recently learned about the rosin tech way to make it with bud, and it works okay. But I learned that you can do the same with bubble hash. So let's stop right here. This rosin tech method, man, I just watched like a 10-minute video. Me and Hash Assassin were hanging out checking this stuff out. And have you seen it, what they're doing with like the... Yeah, the fucking... Dude, my kid's asking where her, her hair crimper is, man. Where her <laughs> hair iron is now. It's kind of, you know, whatever you got to do to get your dab, kind of, but it's, man, it seems. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it seems a little cracky to me, man, and it don't seem very natural either, man. Well, all you're doing is, if you don't know, guys, they're taking a piece of parchment paper, they're folding it over with a bud in between it, like the size of whatever, small bud, and then they hit it with, uh, they squeeze it together um, from on either side with, it's a hair crimper, is that what the thing's called? Pretty much, yeah. Gotcha. Um that gets it really hot. Iron too. And it squeezes that bud flat. And then when they take it all apart, there's like a couple little drops of, I guess I'll call it shatter. So I'd rather smoke the bud personally, seeing that. Uh, but yeah. Well, what if the bud tastes like shit, though, man? True. Right, well, here, well, Anthony was saying that he learned that you can do the same process with bubble hash. If you wrap the bubble hash in silk screen and then in parchment paper, and press it with a hair straightener, as he's calling it. <laughs> he said he's gotten some really clean, dabbable wax with it. The wax is shatter and transparent. The bubble hash, as you know, just used ice and water and bubble bags. Then when the hash is yeah. cured, you do the rosin tech with it, and it really works well. He says, I'm over-smoking BHO now, and and only this style, and it's so much cleaner, and it tastes great. So I so just want to chime in. So, I mean, if you're a grower and you have... You know, you're not. You didn't just go buy your forty dollar eighth or whatever, and you have right. some some herb to play with and stuff. I'm not against this. You know, if especially if you're somebody that likes to dab, you're gonna get probably a cleaner, more concentrated. Um, I won't say more concentrated, but then BHO yeah. than using butane. All you're using is oh. heat. Sure, sure. I got you. Okay, I thought you were saying more concentrated than uh, th- than the weed itself. I would think it's more system. concentrated than the herb, right? For sure. Definitely, definitely. And I mean, I guess, you know, empathy is, it's, it's difficult to empathize with somebody because you don't know what situation they're in. Yeah, if somebody just came down with a whole, you know, couple pounds of weed that smells like hay and tastes like hay and it's just not enjoyable, then yeah, I guess I could see doing this, but I'd probably just 
spin it and make some bubble hash with it. I don't know. Uh, he's saying, you know, he does this with his bubble hash. The bubble hash that like me and Dr. J make, uh, dude, it's pretty much dabbable. I mean, it might leave a little bit of residue on there, but if you're getting like green bubble hash, it's all hard as a rock, then you're spinning that shit way too long, man. You know, bubble hash is supposed to be, you know, just just getting the good stuff off of there. I mean, you can spin and get more volume out of bubble hash, but you're really going to screw up the quality, man. So maybe think about just running, you know, spinning the, the hash less and getting a little bit better quality out of it, something that you can pretty much dab right there. Yeah, and I'm all for it. I, I mean, I get it, though. There's the whole degree of I've tried in many different ways to have fun with this plant and its extracts. Uh but I'm still I'm still mainly a flower guy, and you know what? I mean, reading all this stuff and doing all this and doing the show, um, I for, it's like sometimes it's always happens to me. Part of my volcano, the top part, like the piece that mounts to the actual volcano, the plastic, right. I, I dropped it on the concrete floor, so it broke, and I haven't. I'm like, oh, I should reorder one right now. I should reorder one. I should reorder one. It's been like two months. I haven't ordered one, and it's like I forget how nice just that. I'm almost going to call it now my old school volcanoing is when I take that vape bag, put it in the freezer or the fridge for a little bit. That is just the cleanest, most up uppity high for me um, out of all the methods still so far. Just, yeah. just vape and flower. I mean, in 2004, I was concerned about how much weed I was smoking. I didn't smoke cigarettes ever in my life, so didn't, you know, didn't want to go to the doctor and hear about why I have lung problems or COPD. And vaporizing just seems cleaner to me when you're not burning the material that they make rope and clothes out of into an ash, when that material is still intact and what you're doing is bubbling off the active ingredient, man, that to me seems cleaner. I, I you know, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that that's going to be cleaner, man. So yeah. I've been, I've been buying, you know, and I went through buying really cheap vaporizers, not really cheap, $100, $150 vaporizers, all, you know, the Silver Surfer type type whip vaporizers for a while. And then finally, I, I think we got a deal on a deal like 400 and something dollars on a volcano back, you know, 15 years ago or whatever it was, you know, what, 11 years ago. And yeah, man, I still have mine. Uh, so it, I really do think that it's a, a good, healthy way to smoke, man. And I went and bought a couple other good ones from stores in Bickle. I think I have their entire, most of their entire line now. I've got the, <laughs> yeah. the Plenty and I've got the Mighty. And yeah, I really do try to, uh, man, I started hitting the vape pen all the time. I've been busy as shit. I've been mountain biking. Okay, you go up to the top of the hill mountain biking. You get to the top, you fucking hit your vape pen once or twice. It's fucking easy, man. I mean, you could do it while riding. But man, I was getting getting a cough, you know. I was getting getting a kind of that weird cough, man. That kind of funny deep cough. I don't like that shit, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a little discussion on that. I never get that with flour, man. I never get that with flour. Uh, so we got one more. What's going on? I got a little uh, Johnny Hammersticks chimed in while we're talking uh, shatter and concentrates and other things. In our, I will always claim in my non-professional manner because some people are heavy duty into this. Like it's their, it is their mission in life to create the best shatter ever, which I respect. Yeah, like Tommy Noble. <laughs> so Johnny, Johnny Hammerstick says, when you make shatter or anything else for that matter, man, it's like he's rhyming, huh? When you make shatter or anything else for that matter, do you only use the sugar leaves? 
My fan leaves don't get much, therefore I use sugar leaves. I take off 75% of them. Just curious what you do. Uh, this so, guy's a regular Dr. Seuss here, man. What do you, uh, yeah, I mean, it's sugar leaves as far as, you know, the trim close up in, not the big fan leaves. That's typically right. all I'm running uh, for yeah. shatter material. I don't do, like, the whole plants, and I get rid of all the fan leaves typically. That's what I've been doing, man. If I'm going to take something, the whole plant for extract, even when it's in the room, I'll actually cut the big water leaves off, those big giant fan leaves off. I'll leave them in the room, then hang the whole plant upside down. I actually had a buddy that came in. We were running some ex- extraction. He was running an extractor a couple months ago, and he, we were prepping the material, and he was like, oh, man, it's really important. Uh, he was asking me to separate the fan leaves or you know, remove the fan leaves from the material because he said that the heavy volume of chlorophyll uh, tends to make a darker product. So, Yeah, and sure. the whole goal I'm, is just I'm to have expert. a really, um, well, I, I guess I don't want to call it clean, but clearer, right? The clearer your shatter is or transparent, is that is that what the goal is? I think that has to do really with um, nucleation. Nucleation. But that has to do with how it's made and if an air bubble gets in there, whether it's wax or shatter. Um but the quality of the product, I think, has to do with the color. You know, like uh, yeah. Ray Embarcadero one time showed me some super blonde BHO that he had. He just he just blasted, you know, just a regular blasting. And uh, it was so blonde. It was delicious, man. And I'm sure that he must have made that from either all bud or sugar leaves, but just not a ton of big fan leaves uh, with that contain nothing but chlorophyll, basically. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, man. Well, let's move on. Uh, get ready to roll into, you know, recharge it up. This is we're going to talk to you guys a little bit about Scotty's uh, Scotty's product recharge. Um, go over just a couple questions, and before we do, I want to give a shout out to Optic Bullier. If you haven't heard of them or use them, I actually just used some reports the other day because I've been. I'll talk to you about it later with my hemp russet mites. I have some good news on those guys. Actually, if I guess if you can call it good news, we'll see. But um, Optic Folio, guys, they got a great, uh, my favorite product of them is Transport. As far as I'm, I guess I'm calling it a wedding agent, but it's more than that. Main point, spray with your lights on, as well as only the top side of your leaves, which cuts your work down. I remember when I used to have to wait, you know, be like, damn, I got to go in. I mean, you can turn your lights off for sure, but you got to have some okay backup lighting to keep your photo, you know, a couple T5s or something to work under at least. But now it's like I don't even think about it. And I was so paranoid. I remember back in the day because I've used Optic Foyer for, least a year and a half now but Dinesh was like dude I swear like you can just go in you know add that to your Azimax or Neem regimen and just spray with your lights on you're fine and I'm, oh hell yeah I was like so scared like I'm not doing that man I'm, I'm gonna at least dim them down just because my brain I'm not used to that no and I've gotten burnt before by the water beads when uh I, I was a newer grower uh so great products check them out just give them a shout out over on uh, Optic Fuller on Facebook wherever you find that <laughs> you probably could probably even hook you up with some samples, man. Good products for sure. Hey, hey man, you mind if I go off the schedule here for a second, man, and, and ask for the DGC's help with something uh, that I don't have a ton of specific experience about? Uh, there's There's been some uh, power outages up in Michigan, so a lot of our Michigan growers are dealing with their power out for a couple days, man. I got a frantic call from, from uh, a buddy of ours who was saying that, Dude, it's been 48 hours, man. His lights haven't been on. I did have that happen to me uh, during a hurricane, but I did actually go out and get my whole house generator fired up. So 
uh, didn't happen for that long. Uh, I have lost crops previously. You know, we have hurricanes almost every year in Florida or most years in Florida. You know, so growing for 20 plus years, I've definitely uh, lost some crops due to that. You know, most of the time it's the air conditioning goes out as well. Um, but I'm just curious if any of y'all have experience with your power going out for an extended period of time. It'd be a cool thread for, uh, or not thread, whatever the hell you call them, over at the Dude Grows Crew Google Plus group, man. Maybe we should start talking about that. Maybe I'll have to ask the question. Yeah, I don't know how long it is, but I, I, it's if you're in flowering and your lights just don't come on, it's right. not as bad as if you're in flowering and your lights come on, like in a dark period. I don't, right. know, I don't know how long that can last. You know, hopefully you got your, if you're in one of the areas where you might anticipate that. Hell, I say one of those areas. We just went through uh, one of the most intense, if I'm calling it right, G4 rating solar storm. That they, That's surprising me that the, the major media doesn't cover it more than it does. Um, so, yeah, you can you lose your power at any point in Wait, time. Was it from Al-Qaeda, man? Yes, it was totally a terrorist solar storm thrown from the sun. <laughs> Sun man, whoa! We won't get into it, but if you don't know about solar <laughs> storms, you can read up and just be willing to know that you might go without power for anywhere up to two days to two years. So, <laughs> regard. Yep, yep. But my Direct TV will still work, right? Yep, yep. And you got your backup candles for your grow room. You're good to go. So, but you know, I was just bullshitting with my buddy yesterday, man, and and I was he was saying, man, there's got to be something that somebody should invent an LED, you know, that just enough to extend the photo period. And I was thinking that I bet you that there's LED flashlights or LED lanterns that they have that will extend the photo period. Because I remember back uh, driving through you know, Immokalee, uh, there's a place called Yoder, actually, in kind of in LaBelle, Florida, man. And it's actually in Alva. And as you drive through there in the evenings, you'll see they've just got a bunch of little incandescent lights on. Or maybe they're LEDs, but just these little lights, these little bulbs going. And it's just enough to extend the photo period. They're not trying to use them for lumens to grow with. And they're, you know, they're not trying to photosynthesize with them. They're just trying to trick the plant into going to sleep till you know a few hours later, and extend that photo period. So I'm thinking maybe something like that would work. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're gonna have to take it over, dude. Grows crew on Google's Plus because we have to move on to recharge it up, man. So enjoy and enjoy the recharge rehab and uh, we'll be right back. Just got a couple questions today on recharge, nothing too big, nothing too grandiose. And then we have a little smoker's break, what we're smoking and what's going on in our grows. So got some good grow talk coming up for sure. Guys, we'll be right back. All right. They tried to take away my recharge and I said no, no, no. Yes, I grow the day. That's just like money in the bank. I'm in the know. Oh, oh. Come on and do yourself a favor and grow some dangness that you can savor. Cause I'm growing top shelf with recharge. The proof is in the smoke. Oh, oh. Recharge is a natural soil conditioner. It takes the guesswork out of growing. The secret is in the biology. Recharge loads your soil up with organic beneficials that store and deliver nutrients to the plant as needed. In traditional or organic gardening, Recharge makes growing amazing quality simple. I got the time to buy seven bottles when one's just fine. Why you try to take my Recharge when you can get your own? All right, what are we talking about here? Oh yeah, yeah, recharge. You know, we actually you getting haven't even high and mountain biking, man. What we're we talking about getting high and mountain biking? You haven't even said the word recharge this episode. I don't think it's been wild. 
that's because that's because it's not grow talk. If you guys don't know, you want you want heavy grow talk. Listen to Monday's show. All right, oh, man. You know what, man? I ain't got to say the word because DGC knows what's up, man. I, I hear from so many people, and they're like, "Yo, you was right about that shit, man." You know about the recharge. This shit works. I'm like, cool, cool. Because I'm getting tired <laughs> of telling people, man. <laughs> you yeah, know what I say. What I agree. I, say is that, I do. Yeah, I ain't. I, I ain't telling folks for my health, man. I'm telling folks because it's the first thing that, yeah, not the first thing, but the first thing you should reach for, I guess, that that to help your garden. When your garden's in trouble, all right, man, here's my, here's my first you know, tool out of the toolbox, man. It's recharge. Oh, shit. If, you know, now, if that don't work, <laughs> you know, there's probably some other fundamental problems you got to address, man. It ain't a miracle. <laughs> I do feel privileged to be the, the Colorado recharge rep in the sense that, yeah, I mean, the or just in general, when I'm talking to people about the product, I mean, really anywhere, I actually was, uh, I don't think, I don't know if I told this story, I was out uh, doing some downhilling at Winter Park, and I forgot, I met this one dude up there, black guy downhilling, got dreads down like to his waist, not a common scene in Colorado, dude was super cool, and I think it was last season I ran into him, and it turns out he was a grower, I'm like, oh, you know what, hold up, I got because I always try to keep a little shotgun shells in my car, and uh, recharge shells, that is, and hooked him up, and then this season he saw me, I didn't even really remember the guy, and he goes, "Yo, dude, that recharge shit works." And I was like, "All right, man, you guys, you guys keep my job easy. It is. I'm glad I'm not repping like a and nothing against other companies, but I I wouldn't really want to be repping like a nutrient line because, dear God, how many? Yeah, other- go try to do that same shit with silica and see how it works. Silica works. It's a cool component, man. You know, but go try to sexy that shit up, man. Go prove that, man. <laughs> All right, here let's get into it. Here, but speaking of sugar, man, because this kind of ties into uh, recharge. Guys, um, in a nutshell, man, it's the all-in-one bacterial trichoderma mycorrhizal pack. All your micro beasties in one product. Heavy in molasses as well as kelp, some humix, and uh, yeah. Yo, man, your soil is alive. And the more lively your soil is, the less work that you have to do, man. Mother Nature works in a living soil, and you ain't got to do shit, man. Plants just grow. Make yourself a living soil and let Mother Nature do the hard work. You do the basic work of delivering steak and potatoes, man. So being with the molasses, yes. Speaking of sugar, what's the deal with molasses? How do you suggest feeding applications? I've heard to feed towards the end of flowering and then not to. Um, And I wanted to talk a little bit about, you've said before, Scotty, depending on your, if you're using recharge a little bit all the time, being like a teaspoon per gallon, maybe even, I don't know, I don't even almost go if it's every water and a teaspoon per two gallons. Um, is that enough molasses alone that you're not going to add a secondary molasses? Yes, it is. The molasses, people get confused with it. They think it's a bud sweetener and all that. Molasses is a microbe food. It's a freaking awesome microbe food. So the more life you have in your soil, proportionately, the more molasses they can eat. Uh, you know, I, you put the molasses in the recharge in the correct proportions. So, all you got to do is really just, you know, when you add life, you add molasses, it's all in one with the recharge. So you don't really have to worry about it, man. If you're not using recharge and you're brewing your own teas, I uh, definitely like molasses. I definitely use molasses frequently. Wheat, good, good, good to know. I don't use molasses towards my flush period at all. On the other hand, I do have um, Gromor's uh, Mendocino honey, which has seaweed in it as well. I will right. use that every once in a while just because I have it. I use Recharge all the but time. But don't be confused. Mendocino honey is their way of saying molasses. Yeah. It's not honey. It's molasses. Yeah. And so I'll use that. I, I don't use – I wouldn't use – I mean, I, w- I don't have a solid answer for you. I've heard, um, as you do with every – not everything, but a lot in this industry, 
that using molasses all the way up to the end of flowering had some negative effects on some people's flavor, they thought. But it's just I don't think you need to. So if you have it, definitely use some. I use mine at a real light rate just because it is in, in recharge. Or I get this sense in my head. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to water in straight molasses today and just make sure these beasties got food everywhere. So that's a right. good way to use it if you want to use it once every 10 days or something. So... Uh, you know what? Molasses does bond to salt, and people will use molasses or some type of sugar like that as, as a flushing agent sometimes. So that's the other use for molasses other than a microbe food. But those are the two primary uses for it Word. in my garden. All right, we got one more, a recharge question. He says he's anxious. This is a comment from a video over on YouTube about recharge. He says he's anxious to use it. And this is a good one, man. We haven't had this one. I'm kind of curious. Is there an expiration date for recharge? It says, please let me know so I can know how much to buy because you do see other companies um, and, you know, not everybody, but their expiration date on products. I don't even Yeah, know. here's Yeah, I'm looking at mine right now. My recharge says lot number 242-042014, and then it says expiration date 4-2019. So... Got a few years, got about four years on it. And honestly, I put the expiration date on there because uh, uh, the states asked for it, especially with microbes. I had, I've been uh, using these type of microbes and working with my formulator since 2012. Uh, I had found some of my original, I had these, this old branding and old packaging back in the day, and I had found some of the, of the original packets uh, that, that I had created in 2012 sent them off to a lab with uh, some new stuff right next to it, and it came back no discernible difference, man. So uh, these things in spore form, you know, before you put water on them, but in their freeze-dried spore form, uh, they really can last an indefinite amount of time. All right, I like it. As long as, I mean, I'm assuming you don't want to store it in your car in the summertime. I mean, they're pretty damn durable, though, right? They are durable, but you're right, man. You can cook these things that, you know, you can actually sterilize them. Yeah, I think right around 120 degrees is where you can ruin everything. So, you know, don't don't bake it. All right, all right. Uh, let's move on a little to, uh, I, I just wanted to throw in here, man, uh, Tash Assassin's like, you guys should have a little, a little smoker's break during some of the shows. So we're going to just call this, man. Quick little smoker's break. Give you guys a little culture, entertainment, cool story, whatever whatever we got up our sleeve. So if you get... Yo, man. All right. I'll pass that hit over here, man. I'll start. Did you see that fucking Radio Lab podcast this week, man? It freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, you guys... Uh, hold on. I actually should hit this Citrix for the fourth time during the show. All but... right. You, you hit it, man. And I'm going to talk. There is a cool uh, podcast called Radio Lab. I try to really uh, listen to a bunch of podcasts. I get inspired by some of the guys that are doing a really good job. And this is one of those NPR-ish kind of things. So every now and again, the like, look, I ain't super political one way or the other, but the ultra-liberalism will fucking give me douche chills every now and again, man, from, from, from Radio Lab. But the information is absolutely really interesting. I was listening to one. I come out like every week, every 10 days or so. Uh, they had one that was uh, about an airplane, a guy that invented this camera for an airplane that goes up in the sky and takes pictures once every second of an entire town. So that way, when a crime happens, they just call up the pictures and go back in time to where whatever crime happened and then just go back in time a little more to see where they came from. 
All right. It's the most so, fucking insane time machine. This is the closest thing we got to a time machine. And if you smoke weed and listen to that, you'll fucking freak out. Don't do it on the second floor. Yeah, I'll try and give you a quick nutshell. It was basically, yeah, these guys were uh, some ex-Air Force, senior Air Force dude was retiring. He went to a big university. He got about 30 students under him and said, hey, we got to figure out how to stop these problems with uh, IED attacks and Fallujah and all that. So they came up with, let's put a, like you said, a plane in the sky with multiple cameras under it way up high. And the coolest place it was used um, outside of there was down in Juarez, Juarez, Mexico, which I don't know anything about, but apparently they have like 300. I know that the first three letters spell war. 300 murders or something a month, like 160 abductions, crazy cartel stuff going on, cops getting assassinated and all that jazz. So they, some private, uh, they wouldn't say where the funding came from. They put the put the eye in the sky, as we will. Um, and immediately the first thing that they went after was a female police officer was leaving her house. Four cars start to come upon her. They get on either side of her and they assassinate her. So they immediately register the cars. You know, this is a car one, car two, car three. And they start looking back because they've been taking pictures, like you said, every second for days. So they start looking where those cars came from, not only that yeah. day, but the day before. Then they follow the cars after that. So it comes from four cars, and then it goes to 10 cars, and then it goes to 18 cars. And then it, they're like, oh, my God, we have all these people now because this car stopped and talked to this person. And they saw another crime happen, but they all went back to the same house over and yeah. over again. And how cool is that, man? It's just like... I, some people get afraid of their privacy being invaded, and it's, to me, it's what? like, dude, my, I already assume that I am completely on all radars, listened to all the time. Why else would I tell you about what's going on in my grow, growing some cannabis? Right. But yeah, um, but still, I mean, that is fucking privacy is dead. Because now replace that whole cop killing thing with you went to go hook your buddy up with a bag, you know? Oh, I went to go hook my buddy up with a bag of weed, and. Uh, yeah, then he got pulled over, got a speeding ticket, got searched. The bag of weed got found. They went back in time and fucking showed up at my house. Like, that ain't cool. <laughs> Fuck the, you know what I mean? I still want to hold a little bit of privacy, man. I don't like, I'm, I'm not just, I know that I'm probably anachronistic here because it's pretty much over. But I'd still like the, the illusion of having some privacy. I mean, I guess not when Google location tracking and uh, is in your phone and you can't take the battery out of your phone anymore, man. Yeah. You think about that, man. Anywhere you go, they know whose phones are together and they know who you're with. They know how long you stayed. It's fucking insane, man. So I guess privacy is over. As long as you want. Yeah, I might go back to having a pager, but still that won't work. <laughs> Yo, man, I did see something really interesting that involved growing uh, on that Radio Lab podcast the week before the episode was had. Uh, shoot, I can't remember what it was called, but it was CRISPR, C-R-I-S-P-R. And CRISPR is a gene splicing technique that they're that they're uh, pretty much mainstreaming now. Now, granted, you can't just go down the street to, the, you know, the in, in the shopping center and get genes spliced, but. This CRISPR technique's been around since the late 80s, and it literally, when, when they were trying to splice genes and, and genetically modify things, you know, they're trying to put that Bacillus thuringiensis gene in, in, in the corn. Uh, well, they would have to go in and you know, do tons and tons of, of, of trials, and some, you know, maybe one would work. After years and years of trying it, one would take. Well, now they've got this gene splicing where they go, oh, what gene do you want? Where do you want it? 
yeah, that costs $75 to do that now. And it, it'll be about eight hours and it'll be done. Or, you know, maybe I'm exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. But the $75, I'm not exaggerating. It's literally down to where universities can splice jeans for under 100 bucks. They're doing it all day long. And in China, they're doing it without uh, the, the, mor- the heavy morality that we have here. Here, they'll sit around and argue in court for five fucking years whether you should do a... Uh, uh, gene splicing because you know the morality of it and it's, it's probably pretty cool i don't mind i don't mind the intellectuals debating that down there they're just like yeah what gene do you want from where where do you want it <laughs> okay cool no problem man i'll send it on yeah so it's really scary you know in the beginning i'm sitting there thinking about like uh you know man what am i gonna make i want to make my ultimate you know genetically modified cannabis man what you know i want it to be powder you know like and think about it man it also says something really shady that if you're taking uh, DNA from the same plant, so if I'm taking DNA from another cannabis plant and inserting it into a different cannabis plant, then the United States does not consider that genetically modified. So you won't see a label that says GMO on it. In Europe, you will. But in the United States, if you take a gene out of a fish and put it into a cannabis plant, well, they consider that genetically modified. So... Uh, I know guys in L.A. that are running Blackberry Kush, and they're like, Scott, this Blackberry Kush is freaking bulletproof, man. I can have it in a room with spider mites and powdery mildew. They'll be all over everything else, but for some reason, this cut of Blackberry Kush is extremely powdery mildew yeah, that's and awesome. resistant. So, you know, I mean, as much as I, it scares the shit out of me, man, and I don't want to ruin... this beautiful bounty that we have here we've got great genetics but we do modify genetics through selective breeding and and crossbreeding and whatnot so we have been genetically modifying things for for many many years uh jesus since the beginning of time i think you know our beginning of people uh look at corn man corn was that little teosente plant and now it's this crazy you know look at the size of the current of the uh, <laughs> you know of, of the cobble corn you get you know what i heard about corn if uh humans go away corn goes away because it's got so many seeds so close together that it needs people to actually take them off the cob and replant them man is that crazy or what like corn is completely man dependent interesting interesting you're blowing my mind man that's my rant man that's what i get from smoking weed and All working right, in the little... and, and li- listening to radio lab man so culture your ass off man i'm a little more ivory hey i'm gonna give a couple of shout outs real quick man over uh over we were talking about the leds earlier um this is over on the dude grows crew kylo g widow says how ironic he says in episode 107 about lighting between LED and HPS for the most part. I know, Scotty, you're saying, once the football stadiums get them, you know, it's on. And he said he came into work today, so there's a team of electricians replacing all the HPS street lamp styles over the dealership. I'm assuming he's at a car dealership and installing 150-watt LEDs. He says he, he said he leaned in and said to one of the guys installing, he goes, how about making one of those boxes disappear? Yeah. <laughs> so the guy just gave him a funny look and went back to work. <laughs> that's awesome and uh yeah big papa ponics man picked up some of that summer stuff that we talked about from mana uh which is supposed to enable your plants it's got the plant i think it was phytokins i was saying it's supposed to enable your plant. phytokins i love that man that's going on there it's going on the soundboard right there man cool what's it supposed to be is that not proper I don't, I don't know what a phytokin is. Me neither. I don't know what summer is either. Maybe cynokinins. Could that be it? Those I don't are know. At- summer is that nutrient that we talked about. It's like you can give the plants a couple weeks prior to the heat stress coming, 
and um, it enables them to perform and run well and up, up and over 100 degrees. So it's like a product that you almost want to be like, that's got to be BS, but... Uh, Phyto hormones, man? Could they be hormones? Yeah, that could work out. That could be it. Uh. Yeah, and it, by the way, anytime you hear phyto, it just means plant, and that's all. I know. Well, let's. So I remember I was, I was on a rant a couple of days ago talking to the dude making the uh, DGC Creed, man. And one of the things in the DGC Creed is to fuck big words, man. They don't make you any smarter. You know, you see all these people that are trying to say these big words. Oh, I've got phyto hormones and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, dude, just help me understand this shit. All right. Stop making yourself look smarter and fucking help me understand and break it down for the masses. I will. I will. I will break it down some more. It's one of my pet peeves, man. It is, man. Folks that that try to separate themselves from the masses instead of trying to to teach and share with them. You know, you know, you just got to talk, you know, a little bit simple like it's hard doing a radio show on the internet instead of saying podcast like just break down the words because some people still are like what do you you're a pot what you do a podcast what is that <laughs> like it's a it's a radio show on the internet man soon enough your radio is not going to work anymore anyway so you'll know yeah it's funny man i always tell my daughter i'm doing you know stuff to, to rate i call this the radio hey I'm, I'm going on the radio you know please, please be quiet and she's like, the real radio? For real? <laughs> and she's always so impressed. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, just a podcast. She's like, oh, oh man, forget it. Hey, the truth what? is, man, this, this podcast probably uh, gets more listeners in a week than any, you know, I don't say any, but than the local AM radio stations do. That's for sure. Uh, I also want to give a shout out. Somebody recommended we'll try and do it maybe this Monday for Grow Talk to do more of a beginner-orientated uh, grow talk, which I'm down with. We haven't done that in a while. Try and cover some of the basics. Get back to remembering what it was like when we first walked into the hydro store here or there. Uh, Scotty, did you ever when you started way back in the day? Did you go? Um, I mean, in in Florida, there was there a hydro store you could walk into. I mean, it was all you guys were you'd like getting your stuff from fish supply. Yeah. Instead, and I at first was Home Depot. You know, I definitely bought the set the 70 watt metal vapor light over at Home Depot and and hung that thing up. Um, yeah, man, there was a store, Gold Coast Hydroponics, and literally you would go there and you were on camera and I probably shouldn't say it. They're probably still in business. I didn't like that. It shaded me the fuck out, man. I was following. You always like borrow somebody else's car. I used to borrow my neighbor's car, uh, every once in a while, even here in Colorado back in the day when I had to really go load up, they had a pickup truck, which helped and get a bunch of soil. And if I ever was worried about um, and, and my, my, my grow wasn't next to my neighbors. It was at another house, but I'd like show up in their truck. I've seen people take, it's funny. People take, uh, when I worked at a store in Boulder, they'd be taking the cab to the store. <laughs> Which, oh yeah. Dude, I've been to stores where I go, why are all the lights turned out in here? And the lights are <laughs> fucking turned out cause they couldn't get the cameras right. They wanted to make sure they were getting glare off the lights, man. So the fucking bullshit cop cameras that were there i remember going to this place in miami and you'd go there and it was set up so you couldn't leave like it was there was just one way in and one way out it was one of these like urban parking lot deals and i mean you want to talk about just being trapped in a place i was like fuck this man so yeah i i used to be really shaded out in the beginning man and i used to avoid well i used to avoid those places you know why because that's how the cops would get you they absolutely would follow you home and i'm convinced they still do it places that's not a myth. Yeah, I would be convinced here and there. I mean, now though, it's like out here, it's ridiculous. Like I don't even have the way to grow van come and deliver me a pallet at my house, as far as I care. But I was actually I had two uh, island sweet skunks that were only in two gallons. 
out in my driveway the other day just at sundown. Um, I have other plants out there, my tomatoes and peppers and everything, but I was just spraying them down. And it just had a moment of, wow. Like, I mean, nobody, nobody cares. My neighbors don't care. They're like, oh my gosh, look at those two weed plants, dude, spraying. Um, but it's really people and still coming from other states. They're like, that is insane. That is so it insane. Doesn't, it doesn't take long to disarm a lie. It takes a long time to perpetuate a lie. I uh, like take it. All the, deep. It doesn't, though, man. You know what I mean? You fucking find out that somebody actually that you thought for years and years and you've heard was an asshole for years and years, and then you actually find out within about five minutes of actually meeting them that they're a great guy, it's over. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't take long to, to, to dispel that. And that's what happens when you're like, hey, wait a minute. Scott right next door or, or, or the dude right next door, man, grows weed. He's a great guy. He's a great dad, man. He grows a couple plants and shit. He's really cool and shares it with me every now and again, man. I ain't got no problem with that. And anyone that does is misguided. It don't take too many nice guy weed growers or, or nice uh, people that smoke weed, which most of us are, to, uh, you know, to dispel those myths, man. They're true. You want me to get deep before we go to break, man? Truth is the first casualty of war. All right? All right? All right, man. We got to get <laughs> we gotta, I don't get it, man. We got to move on here, guys, and get into what we're smoking. Uh, let's throw a little, uh, I don't know. What do you think, dude? King, Mendo, up, up. Come on. Let's, let's see some King, man. I know. King that's what I was feeling. Cracks he's, me he's, up, man. <laughs> he's, he's original. All right, guys. We'll be right back with what we're smoking. And, uh, yeah, talk to you in just a minute. Yeah, man. Hi there, boys and girls. Would you like to come on a wonderful trip with me? Where you could be most anything you'd like to be. Oh, 
All right, all right. Let's see here. We got... Uh, I wanted to get into... You said earlier, man, the vape pen. Basically yeah. having issues with... Uh, yeah, coughing is, is ridiculous, and it's a problem that I can't attribute to saying that I don't know if it's because there's too much butane. I don't think that's the issue. I read around online, but I was able... I was, like, was testing it out the other night because I took a decent hit the other day, man, and I coughed for like 25 minutes. And uh, Coughed for 25 minutes? Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was not straight, but it was it was a pain. It was a pain in the butt. Um, and... Uh, uh, so I was like, all right, well, we'll you test. Sure, you sure it was it was weed you put in there, man? You sure you put dabs in there? Yeah, I just put my own uh, Citrix Shatter that uh, that Extractor Man hooked up, man. That was the same stuff. It was so it tastes great. I tried later that night. I'm like, all right, let's do it here again. And you know, it took a light hit. Some people are taking too big of a hit, so took a light hit, and uh, that ended up being just uh, not bad at all. But I think the key was though, I had a nice, a nice ice cold lager too. So I think you have to have an ice cold <laughs> lager to avoid the coughing situation. But I, I love the it's convenience just- still, but I, I don't want to have that cough feeling so much, you know. And I think that's what you were saying earlier in the show. You're kind of getting over. You're gonna take a break from it because you're getting. Is it? You feel like it's hitting you negatively. Oh come on, man! You know I love the analogies. I mean, it's literally the difference between having a beer and having a shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? I mean, the yeah. amount of THC you're getting in that thing—it's literally like you know a shot's what you know, eighty proof. Uh, you know, forty percent alcohol somewhere around there. You know, a beer is seven. You know, six or seven percent alcohol. That's kind of the difference in concentration you get from flour to concentrate. And I just don't think that our bodies uh, have a lot of experience handling that. It's not a natural product. It's coming in really hot. Uh, and I just, you know, I mean, you got all the body is fucking delicate, man. You got all that little hairs in the back of your throat and stuff like that, the cilia. And there's just so much going on there, man, that. I just don't know that we have a ton of experience and 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 years of research of people dabbing all day, yeah, and 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 being perfectly fine. I mean, we got 30, 40, 50 year smokers that are like, yeah, I just smoke every day, man, and they don't die of lung cancer, they don't die of complications from cannabis smoke. Yeah, I mean, and I'm gonna uh, keep messing with it. I think, in a nutshell, it's taken some smaller hits, and um, you know, if it, definitely, if I can take three baby hits off of it instead of one the same size i think that's going to be proactive for it i don't want to give it up for the convenience like i said i'm liking it because i'm using my own gardens material for the shatter and stuff so it gives me confidence in the product but um yeah Yeah, but i mean it's good for some places you know like like if you go into the airport you know and you want to get high on the plane you know it's really good for that if you're going to a courthouse or going to meet with a a bunch of cops or something you still want to get high you know what i mean you can just hit it it's really clean no, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I'm presenting all, <laughs> all scenarios that I would never, ever smoke weed in, man. But um, you know what I'm saying? It is, it is pretty uh, uh, clandestine, you know, for, for going someplace where you're going with your family and you've been going to be with your family for five fucking days. And you're like, boy, I sure would like to get high maybe once in those five days. So, Definitely. Honey. I notice we're out of ice. I'm going to go get some ice. I'll be back in a second. I'm going to just go to the ice machine and you take your vape pen and you hit it once or twice and you come back with a big fucking grin on your face, you know? I especially like to have access to cannabis when I'm traveling because usually it's something recreational or with family or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's 
And then they feel like you're winning when you can just easily vape in a prohibition state still. And you're like, whatever. I'm just hanging out, man. Getting high. No, no, Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, you are winning at that point, man. They're trying to take something from you that uh, in your home you have the right to enjoy. In your home state you have the right to enjoy. And, uh, yeah, I'll be damned if I ain't going to enjoy it on vacation, man. You want my vacation money? You're going to get it from me while I'm high. I guess that's why it says here what you're smoking. You're back to some chem dog flour. Yeah, man, I actually got a little bit of something. A friend of mine hooked me up with some some of this uh, chem dog that he had grown, a guy over at Way to Grow. And, dude, it's delicious, man. Just the tiniest, just put the tiniest little nug in my hand back in, you know, a couple weeks ago. And I was like, all right. And I went home and just, just packed it in a, in a regular old bowl, just a just straight bowl. And, God, it was delicious, man. What the fuck's up with weed that you don't grow yourself? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. the opposite of when you grow like tomatoes and veggies in your garden, they taste extra good. You know, where you're like, oh, I grew this, man. This tastes great. For some reason, when I grow my own weed, man, everybody else's weed always tastes better. You know, like I got weed envy, you know, the shit that I grow. <laughs> it's just like you take it for granted or something, man. Sometimes I'll give a little bit of weed to my buddy. Then I'll go over his house and I'll I'll smoke with him in his garage or something like that. And I'm like, damn, that tastes good. You know, getting some of that strange, goes, man. Yeah. And well, he goes, No, that's your weed, man. I just had it sitting here for about a month. <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> I actually just cured it up for you. There you go. Yeah, maybe that's it. But uh it's just funny the way that goes. Grass is always greener. All right. Let's let's get into what's going on in our grows. But before we do, don't forget, guys, I wanted to mention uh before I forget. Let us know. Chime in if you guys want to be a product reviewer with available here now for the DGC. A couple of those real red double-ended bulbs. Hit up Dude Grows at Gmail. As I said earlier, um, Jared Token's going to get the grab on the hose-end filter um, and give that a go. It might have... No, we don't have one more of those. We should try and get our hands on a couple more of those. And can fans coming up soon. Um, and, man, we'll get uh, try and get some of that... Uh, that uh, the heck it's on the tongue I'm trying to get some more optic foliar samples out to you guys actually i might have some of that i'm gonna look around for the uh some of the overgrow ready to use samples regardless though check can you get that stuff up over at dogrows.com in the uh member well that doesn't really help to be in the member section i guess just listening to us here is the best way yeah guys let us know if you want to test that stuff out you got to be able to write a little though right scotty you got to be able to is that is that part of the deal yeah, we want you guys to contribute content, man, is what we're trying to do. We're, we're, these guys are giving us these products, and we're saying, hey, man, we'll review them for you. If they're worth a shit, we'll let our crew know, man. You know, that's that's been the, the promise or the deal that we've made with these guys, man. So, yeah, if we're giving you the product, let us know how it works, man. Let <laughs> us know, you know, some kind of written or a video or do something, man. Well, let me tell you what's going on in my grow, man. I got, uh, I was trying to be all fancy. You got uh, Ash Assassin in town. He was hanging out. Wanted to check out the garden, and so I was like, all right, we'll set up some spiffy things. First thing we got to do, we got two island sweet skunks that are in the perfect pot, square, probably two and a half gallons, and I really I need to make a decision now. I need to scope them both up real well. We took an assortment of leaves from both plants, um, you know, bought them up by the computer, put them out on white paper, got out the uh, Carson 60 times digital scope. Plant number one, we'll call it, definitely found, I mean, it looked pretty healthy, Definitely found hemp brussel mites. Not, I'm not talking like they're thriving. You know, they're looking like they're jacked, but there's a few wiggling, and they're on not on any of the new foliage, but on the mid to lower foliage. You know, where the older leaves, I guess I'll say. 
And I was like, okay, okay, you know that that and it, <laughs> Hash Assassin's looking at me. He's like, you look mad. I'm like, yes. Do you see that? <laughs> do you see that thing wiggling right there on my screen? So, all right. Then we took that that all those leaves. Uh, I thought it was a vein wiggling in your forehead, man. Took all those leaves, threw them out. Got the leaves from plant number two, and I could not. I found one dead one. Could not find any any living at all out of the plant. And then we put the two plants next to each other carefully without them touching just on my kitchen table. I said, you know what? The one that didn't have any just looks, it looks prime. You know, it looks like it is, it is resilient. So I said, all right, time for this decision to happen. Took out the scissors, chopped down completely plant number one, threw it out, threw its container out. We both washed our hands, soap and water, sterilized, cleaned up. Plant number two's got getting its uh, like third or fourth. Take a shower. Yeah, well, first thing I did to plant number two, no, nah, I just, because we didn't, I, I guess I should have, but I, I did as sterile as I thought necessary. And plant number two then got got a shower, actually, took it in and gave it a really good rinse, top and bottom of the leaves, put it back in the garden and let it perk back up. I like to let the plant perk back up after you spray the hell out of it and it bends down. And then I gave it a really good spray of, uh, I was spraying everything else indoors and out with Azimax and Easy Wet this time around. So since I had it in the container, I hit it with that. And then I'm going to go back and probably hit it three more times between um, maybe one more Bonite 8. But, I mean, literally, I think I got them on this plant done. And I'm going to take a, a cut off, a couple cuts off the top. and You know, because the top and the new growth, I can't find it. And the new growth looks absolutely fabulous. Uh, so, and then that way that gives me the quarantine option. I got to try and keep these genetics going. And then my mammoth in bloom, which, you know, I'm paranoid. The bloom and the veg share a wall, and they share um, ventilation. But it seems like these... I was going to say, don't say air. Don't say air. Well, it seems like these rusts, it's really... I mean, they're really... They they really prefer a plant. Like, they, for whatever reason, they preferred that first Island Sweet Skunk to the second one. It was... Although it's the same exact cut, same that's been going... um, and I've seen it before in my garden where, like, they really like that one plant, and I just make the decision, hey, that's the host plant, man. If you can kill the host plant, guys, kill the host plant. Don't even, you know, that's where you're going to take out most of your population, so don't even fuck around with that. Just try and get rid of your host plant and make that happen. Um, and now, uh, and my goal is I'm hoping to put this this thing outside by mid-July with confidence, but I'm really scared about infecting the other parts of the garden, you know. Even though the plants won't be touching each other, they still can spread, of course, I don't know much about how well hemp russet might spread. I mean, I'm sure. What, what if they go outside and they hemp russet might taste that new environment, though? I mean, outside, um, there's probably some natural controls. Yeah, that, I'm going to do that. Are going on. I'm going to do that. That was what I was going to get into, too. Regardless, if it goes in or out, I am going to order some more predators. I think it was Pressamillus occidentalis or something that I just totally hacked up. But uh, because my bloom plant is Pressamillus? Persimilids, is that the ones? Yeah, but it, it, then it goes to O-C-C-I-D-N-T, Occidentalis or something. Is gotcha. Yeah, I've heard of those, man. I heard those are good. So I think those are different than Persimilids. Yeah, that'll go into my, my bloom room. Those will go into my bloom room and a little bit on the ISS. Um, and then if I do put that ISS outside, I'm going to order some of those. And I run ladybugs, too, anyway. I don't know if ladybugs are very effective because hemp rusted mites are so small. You can't see these guys with the, you need 30 times minimum. I suggest 60 times actually to really pick up. Hey, on why these. don't you snap some pictures and put some, put them on Instagram. I'd like to see what they look like. I should, I should. There's a picture. I got a couple pictures up there of me looking at them. One of them, me looking at them angrily, but, uh, 
regardless, <laughs> hopefully I got it. I got it under control. We did some trellising outside. I got my first trellis up. The outdoors really starting to pick up because we got some hot days. And uh, I'll probably end up doing like what Dr. J did. I get a trellis, about three or four sets of trellising, you know, before you're done, before the stretch is over. Um, and uh, lastly, just to keep it easy, outdoors, I did a, I found, I've had, I bought like a 40 pound bag of Vital Earth uh, all purpose guano. It's a 322, uh, maybe like two years ago. And I still had, I, was, I just got to the bottom of that bag and I top dressed all of my outdoor. Uh, with that, as well as I've have, so I have my top dress outdoor right now is that grow guano, worm castings, um, a little bit of compost, as well as the insect frass from got uh, on frass. So when I rush through, I don't feed all the time. I know, if, hey man, it's busy, it's hot today, and I'm just pushing through a bunch of water. At least I'm leaching through all that goodness, you know. Hell yeah, so that's what's going yeah. on in my grow. What do you got? What do you got? What can you top that? Um, no, mine's, mine's kind of depressing, man. The guy that never turns off lights that are turning off lights, man. So, um, yeah, man, I'm ready to, to, you know, when you do perpetual, you let the room just go and go and, and you just keep on putting, putting, pulling and putting right back the same day, man. And a lot of times you can slack. So it's time for me to do a little spring cleaning. Might be a little late, but it's summer. It's so hot. I've been fighting 90 degree temperatures. Uh, so what I did is I just, it was like 91 with the air conditioning on and 90 with the air conditioning off when I just cycle, you know, just actually push air uh, right into the room and just let, just let it push out the back. So I'm going to take a little bit of time. You know, it's really hard to work in your room when it's just loaded down with pretty plants that you don't want to mess up. So my, both my flower rooms are pretty much empty. Uh, I might build an LED light. I might uh, remove one light. I'm certainly going to redesign the entire air duct system. And, you know, while I veg and, and uh, clone in the other room, man. So I still got uh, some clones and some veg going on. But definitely uh, looking to uh, re redo the system a little bit. I, I did not like the performance. I have a three-ton air conditioner. It was working like shit. So... I really got to figure this stuff out um, before before I go spending another thousand dollars a month on on electric and all that. I mean, when you're yeah. just running air conditioner twenty four seven and it's not working, and you're running you know four or five lights at you know at a time, six lights at a time, man, that shit ends up costing. So, yeah, that ain't no joke. Yeah, so I'm just taking a step back and I'm gonna come back with uh, a nice 2015 designed room. You know, I've got half Karma hoods, which I love. And then I've got these other little like you know, old sunlight hoods or something like that, like real cheap hoods from back in the day, about five of those. I'll end up replacing those. Not really sure with what, but uh, just trying to uh, stop, analyze and work out the weak links, man, work out the kinks. And if I were you, I'd think about getting one of those 50 pound um, man, but then it's got to leave your room and taking that up the stairs is a pain in the ass. I was going to say, that? getting rid of your gas, your burner, man, those are hot running some compressed, oh, I, compressed I, gas and some tanks. Yeah. I'm completely against that, man. I use so much CO2 and I believe in using a shitload of CO2. All right. All right. I can literally empty a tank in six hours, 10 hours. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, let's get ready to put it in the bag here. Guys, hope you enjoyed hanging out, dude. Grow show, support the people that help support the show. Way to grow out in Colorado. Optic Fuller, Can Fan, Hortolux, uh, Indoor Canna. Yes, man, I, I, I can't forget Canna. We actually got some uh, Dr. J's hooking up on some Cannas. Uh, he's going to do a Canna program, a Canna program at a new grow he's got. 
So that's pretty exciting to see. Um, I'm sticking with their bio stuff to give you guys feedback. I don't have it just yet. I haven't used their bio uh, grow formula, but I'm using the bio floors and bloom indoor. And um, yeah, man, that'll be uh, good things going on. And grow more, of course, too, man. Don't forget my favorite my favorite pick, still the bio cozyme at like 17 bucks or something for a quart, man. Check it out. Great enzyme. Hey, it's a no-brainer. And you can use it. What's the foliar trick with it, man? Short, short, shorter internodal spacing. Foliar spray the biocozyme at how much per quart? How many mils per quart? I think it was just five. I thought it was just five and then, mils per. Oh, no, five mils per gallon. What? Sorry, man. I ain't in the quartz, man. What? You can scale that shit down yourself, man. I think it's five mils per gallon, though. What weeks of flowering? One and two. All right. There's the grow tip of what's growing on. They're snuck it in there. Cool guys. Uh, hang out. Google Plus if you want. Dude grows crew. Come check it out over there. We're going to try and be more involved. Uh, just addressing a few listeners' complaints and saying, hey, man, especially you, dude, you got to get, get a little involved in the social media. So, Fun, fun, fun. As long man. as my real-life media is taken care of, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, man. I'd rather you just show up and smoke a joint with me, man. That works. But so, social media will do. All right, guys, take it easy. We will be back Friday with this week in cannabis. Looking forward to it. Yeah, man.